And we're back. Hello and welcome to the Try Hard Fantasy Football Podcast. Today we preview week seven games of the NFL. I am your host, Steven, and with me is my DFS superior, the great Brian. How are you tonight, Brian? <laughs> Thank you. I, I like that I'm finally getting my due now that I have uh, pulled even with you in our DFS heads to head at three to three, uh, that you're showing the respect I deserve. Well, I'm actually trying to build you up so that after this week, when I win, uh, then I can be like, see, you know, it's going to be that much worse. So it's going to be that much worse. I don't know. We're, we're not covering our DFS stuff in this podcast as we are going above and beyond this week and putting out all the content with four total podcasts, I think. But I feel pretty good about this week. I feel like I really got my pulse on the NFL uh, now. I think we've had a large enough sample size. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to uh, start rolling here in you know my with my game picks, with my spread picks, with DFS, with everything. I, I like it. We're in a good spot now. Speaking of game picks, uh, Brian are Brian and I are virtually even uh, on the season. Brian is forty five and thirty two uh, for the season, and I am forty four and thirty three. Uh, both would be uh, absolute playoff locks right now in the NFC East, but alas, we are not part of that conference. <laughs> but uh, in no, terms if only of- the were you know they the vikings would be favorites to win a division right now if they just you know moved a couple hours east that's true uh, why can't they just join i mean new york <laughs> is in the way knowing new york is in the east never mind all right brian went uh last week against the spread so brian picks three games against the spread he was two and one last week that's his that's like your best record yet brian it's tied for my best record of the season. It has not been good, but but I'm like I said, I I think I've got it. I've got the hang of this now. I think we're going to do well going forward. Uh, you had the Steelers, the Titans, and the Packers um, as again going against the spread. Good picks, Brian. Uh, uh, I, I mean, not for Packers because I didn't know Aaron Rodgers was going to turn back into a pumpkin, and or actually was going to turn into Kirk Cousins. <laughs> who right. both turned into Jameis Winston in honor of the former Bucks quarterback. I mean, Rodgers was terrible, threw away the game. I, I still am surprised by that outcome, but I'll take it. The Steelers smashed the Titans. Uh, I mean, took overtime, but got it done against the Texans, so I feel good about it. Is, Better is than Nick uh, Foles, you should. Is Nick Foles the best QB in the NFC Central Division? Oh, gosh, he might be right now. You know, I haven't watched a single Lions game yet, so I can't I can't confirm or deny that Matthew Stafford is washed, but he hasn't put up any numbers yet this season, so we'll have to see this weekend against Atlanta. But Nick Foles might be the quarterback to own right now in the NFC Central. NFC North. What are we talking Central? Oh, That's NFC. Yeah, I was, I was thinking back in the <laughs> We're old. early 2000s. All right, then uh, the Buccaneers would still be in the division. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I usually pick a uh, upset, uh, upset lock. My upset lock last week was Washington against the Giants. Uh, that obviously didn't turn out my way. Um, this week, I'll just stick with what works and probably go with Carolina. But <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's get into the games, Brian. Uh, we have a lot of games this week. A lot of uh, what you say, big 
uh, obvious fantasy picks for this week. So big, big games, big fantasy games. Is that correct? Yeah, there's, I mean, I think four games with over-unders above 50, a uh, number of others right at 49. Uh, it's going to be a fantasy fiesta again this week, and you're going to need, uh, you know, 150 points plus in your season-long league probably to have a, a winning week against the average team, and you need to have a high score in DFS as well because just defense is not a thing in 2020. COVID killed defense. I think it's COVID safe to say at this point. Killed defense. Hmm. How about COVID killed quarterbacks? Cornerbacks. There you go. COVID killed the cornerbacks. But see, then there—that's players. That starts getting morbid. Sounds bad. I don't know if I like that. All right, COVID's Cowboys wreaked havoc on this season, though. We we know that so far. Knock on wood. No games look like they're going to be postponed. Though we do have one COVID issue. We'll get to at the very end of the podcast. Cowboys at Washington. Cowboys are a three-point favorite. Sad. Uh, over under of 48 and a half points. Um, Sad. So Andy Dalton was not as good as everyone said that he was going to be. I mean, it could just be his first game back in you know the saddle, but I don't know. What do you think? I'm concerned. He cert- yeah, he certainly didn't look great, but it, it doesn't help that Zeke fumbled twice in the first half gave up, you know, turned into points on both possessions for the Cardinals, put the Cowboys in a bind, gave the Cardinals a lot of momentum, which I do think matters on, on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not willing to sell out completely on this Cowboys offense yet. I, I can't imagine Zeke continues to fumble at this rate. Although as we talked about on our DFS recap from last week i'm a little concerned about his upside going forward just because the dallas offensive line is so banged up and i think that's actually the biggest problem it's not dalton it's not zeke it's that the cowboys offensive line which has been far and away the strength of their team for about four or five years is now a negative and that really affects their ability to command the field and that has me worried not enough to change like my ownership or strategy with the Cowboys like you're still playing and starting Amari Cooper you're still playing and starting CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup still a good flex it's just temper expectations on their ceiling games and DFS and you know I wouldn't think Dalton's really a big streamer at all this week against a decent Washington defense um so are you playing like are you all in this week on Logan Thomas uh F1 um Antonio Gibson, are you all in on the Redskins this week? I, oh, no. The Red, sorry, sorry. Are yeah. you all in oh, on the Washington oh, team? Oh, Steve, I mean, you cancel. We have to cancel the podcast now. Use a racial slur. Uh, no, I, I am not. Uh, Kyle Allen's bad. Antonio Gibson is apparently not good enough to take away touches from J.D. McKissick. And Logan Thomas is uh, has been erased from my memory and from any DraftKings lineup I will ever put forward again. Uh, but I am all in on Mr. Scary Terry McLaren F1 McLaurin. He's that good. He needs four nicknames uh, because he's been fantastic this year. I don't know how he's done it given the quarterback play coming out of our nation's capital and the cornerbacks he's faced. If, if you look at his schedule, he's been shadowed all but one week by like some of the best cornerbacks in the NFL this season. Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson, 
James Bradbury, like, and yet he's produced. It hasn't been fantastic, but he's averaging 16 points a game, which is plenty good for a wide receiver, and those are in bad matchups. He's got the best matchup possible this week against the Cowboys. I expect him to feast. He's only 5,800 on DraftKings, and he's absolutely my uh, my lock of the week. I am so excited that we finally just get to plug him in everywhere and be ready to profit from it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm still skeptical. Um, so who you got? Give me Washington at home. That feels um, like sacrilege to say that Washington is going to win a game. Yeah, I I'm actually going to go Cowboys on this one. Um, sadly, I do have some faith in Zeke in this game, simply because it's a division game and uh, we're all down on the Cowboys. So I have a feeling that they're going to do something stupid and like you know do really well (laughs) so i'll go cowboys and i actually like zeke this week which i usually almost never do all right next up lions at falcons falcons are a three-point favorite the over under is 56 and a half points the highest of the week because you know the falcons can put up 40 against anyone um do you think that it actually gets to 56 and a half points it could. Like you just said, the Falcons can score on anyone and they can't stop anyone. But this is the type of game. It wouldn't shock me if it's closer to like a 24-20 game. Just because the Lions aren't very good. And the Falcons are at home. They might be able to just run the football, slow the game down a little bit, and come out with a win without trying to blow the socks off Detroit. And, and so... I definitely like this game. I'll be playing a lot of these players in DFS. I'm starting, you know, any Falcon or Lion that I would normally start in season long, obviously. But I think this might be a trap game at the same time. Um, Similar to the uh, Packers and Bucks game a a week ago, where that was supposed to be one of the highest scoring games on the slate, ended up kind of being mediocre. Um, I, I think we, there's a chance we see that here. So I, it's, it's, it's not something that I'm really factoring in, but I'm just, I just have a gut feeling that this game ends up not going as we expect and not being the barn burner that you might see, like you saw last week in Minnesota with the Falcons. I kind of agree. I see this game going one of two ways, um, either being really close or close and low scoring or the Lions get out to a giant lead, and then the Falcons have a lot of garbage time, and they just rack up the points. Um, so I don't know which way I'm going to go with that. I'll have to you know, decide on... Because this is, like you said, the trap game of the week. Because obviously, Galladay is going to be a great, pay, uh, great play. Obviously, um, uh, Ridley and Julio. Swift should be fine, even though... like. He's the first running back to on the Lions to go over 100 yards in, like, what, 100 years? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's sad. Poor Detroit. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I have to decide whether I'm all in or all out on this game. I think that's the way I'm feeling about it. It's either all in or all out. 
I don't have the cojones to do that, so I'm going to be partially in, partially out. But you play more. Yeah. You play more lineups than I do. Though. That yeah, certainly. Yeah, if you're doing one, and and actually, to be frank, I I'm not sure anyone in this game is in consideration for me in like my cash lineup. Just the way pricing works and everything, I I don't know that anyone in this game is profiling for me as the best value at their position anyway. Um, so we'll have to see there. There's just so many high-scoring games this week that you can you can be pretty choosy. You can go with the one that you really believe has no option but to be high-scoring. And we've got a couple of those. All right, who you got? Give me the Falcons. Sticking with give, my home team. Give me the here. Lions. Oh, wow, you're trying to make up that ground? About one that game. One, <laughs> that one game ground. Uh, Panther, Panthers at Saints. Saints are a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is 51 points. Uh, Mike Thomas is, he can get along with people and he's not whining all the time. Is he playing? We're recording this on Wednesday. So there's lots of time for him to punch a teammate in practice and get suspended again. But yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe he's playing. I don't know. He's, he's, he's (laughs) on, on tap to return this week and, you know, should be fully healthy. And I assume we'll get like last year. Last year, you play Christian McCaffrey when you can. You play Mike Thomas when you can. Are you playing Mike Thomas this week? I mean, that that's the thing. Like, you, Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara probably both aren't going off. I don't think this game, you know, gets 60 points in it combined. And so I don't think Thomas and Kamara can both explode for multi-touchdown games. And I haven't decided, I haven't figured out as of Wednesday evening, where Carolina's defense is pretty good. They're terrible against running backs, but they're pretty darn good against receivers. That being said, Mike Thomas is kind of an outlier in that he only runs five yards down the field, turns around and catches the ball 10 times a game. Well, like 14 times a game. And that's all Drew Brees can manage these days. So he could succeed and I, so i'm not worried about the matchup i just don't think both of them can at their high prices uh so i haven't figured that out yet i'm kind of leaning towards thomas he's a little cheaper but like i said i just don't know at this point maybe i'll play thomas and zeke wow <laughs> wow that's that's like a straight week 1 brian lineup right there just plug in as many high price guys as you can and they'll punt everywhere else uh, who do you prefer in this one, Davis or Kamara? Well, the key here is is at their prices. Uh, on on DraftKings, for example, Kamara is seventy nine hundred, Davis is sixty six hundred, and at that difference, I don't see how you can not just side with Davis. I mean, he's basically CMC light, as we've been saying. There's other people say ninety percent CMC. CMC would be you know ten, nine, eight, you know, thousand dollars at least. Uh, and Davis is well below that, and he's going to get pretty much the same workload as Alvin Kamara will get. So I, I'm definitely taking Davis. Between my the two. concern, my concern is that the Saints have decent linebackers and defensive ends. Isn't that correct? That's correct, right? Yeah, yeah. The Saints are definitely a decent defense uh, and against the run. Not in terms of stopping Davis, but in terms of uh, putting a lot of pressure on Teddy. And I think everyone suffers. Uh, in that on that team when there's a lot of pressure on Teddy, whether it's Robbie Anderson or uh, Mike Davis or whoever else, whoever there's some guy there's some DJ on that team I don't remember his name, but um, 
Uh, Poor DJ Moore. Such disrespect <laughs> for a guy that's still like an elite wide receiver. Just is the third most voluminous pass catcher because they throw 10 balls to the running back and 10 balls to Robbie Anderson every week. I I just have concerns that with that pass rush that Mike Davis, you know, his his floor and ceiling are going to be about the same between like 14 and 16 points and Kamara whereas Kamara could be upwards of 30 for 7900 and I think paying up paying up $1300 for an extra 15 points might be might be worth it. It's totally fair. And I would say that's, that's a good distinction. I do think Kamara is a better tournament play because I think you're right. I think Davis's ceiling is pretty capped at about 23 points in this game. I, I don't see him getting multiple touchdowns. I don't see him breaking 100 yards uh, on the ground and getting you a three-point bonus. So you're really looking at like six catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown is his absolute ceiling. That would be 26. That'd be pretty darn good. But, you know, a more reasonable game below that, you're talking around 20 points, which is really good in cash, but isn't going to get it done at tournaments at his price. So I think that's a good distinction. So who you got? I'm going with the Saints. I am putting my faith in Drew Brees for the last time this season. If the Panthers upset them, I'm just going to give up on the Saints completely. Give me the Panthers. I know, of course. Very on brand. (laughs) Carolina should sponsor you. Touchdown, Teddy. Touchdown, Teddy. All right, Packers at Texans. Packers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite because Aaron Rodgers choked last game. Um, over under of 56 yeah. points. Do we have yeah. A-A-Ron or A-Rod in this game? Who's A-Rod? You mean A-Rodge? A-Rodge would work, yeah. Yeah, so who do we see this but, game? A-A-Ron or A-Rodge? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good when he's angry, so I think he's back to being, you know, Hall of Fame A Rod, and uh, has a huge game this week. We, uh, we've said that we though, said that last year, though, and we were wrong. That's that's true. I mean, it, it, there's definitely a higher. I mean, if this what if like this was two years ago, we wouldn't even have a question about this. Aaron Rodgers would be a fantastic play. So I think the fact that we're discussing it shows that we're giving some credence to the fact that he's not as good as he used to be. But what I think is the the tricky play, the, the tricky plays here, uh, starting with the wide receiver, is I think this might be the long-awaited Marquez Valdez Scantling breakout that you've been promising since early August. I thought we already saw it. Didn't he get like thirteen points in week one? <laughs> yes, he, he might have gotten like thirteen <laughs> points in one game. That's true. No, I'm talking like an, an actual fantasy, you know, valuable performance of twenty points plus. Uh, the Texans are a terrible defense, but they're particularly terrible against the run and against the wide receiver two of their opponents. As their one cornerback, uh, Bradley Roby, is is pretty darn good. And so, while Adams is certainly still a very good play, and you you 100 are starting him this week, I think we might see more targets than you'd expect go to MVS, and he could have a real big game. I like I definitely like him as a flex this week. Interesting, interesting. I'm I'm off because I think A A Ron is uh is going to stink up the joint. Although actually, okay, I don't think he's going to stink up the joint. I think he's going to have an average game because what seems to happen, which happened against uh, the Bucks, is when he goes against a comprehensively solid, not like great, it doesn't have to be great, but comprehensively solid, like just solid everywhere, defense, 
he suffers like he he doesn't play well like whether it's the uh, the old bears or the semi old vikings or the buccaneers from from last week like those are solid uh defenses and he just doesn't play well against them i don't i don't know why he just doesn't maybe because he holds on to the ball for too long or i don't know it's just historically he's not played well against solid defenses but the texans like you said don't have a solid defense they have one or two good defensive players and i think aaron Rodgers plays well against uh those types of defenses so i don't see a huge game for him but um i do see like an average game and people are going to call it a comeback but don't call it a comeback (laughs) (laughs) and okay so let me ask you this steve so you're not it doesn't sound like you're very high in the packers passing attack this week no but we all saw what Derrick Henry did to the Texans on Sunday. He put up over 250 yards from scrimmage. So let me ask you, obviously Aaron Jones, great play this week. But Jamal Williams, barely owned in any season-long leagues, only 4K, the minimum, on DraftKing, is playing Jamal Williams this week an IQ 9,000 play or an IQ 9-1? Um, okay, I've never seen the movie um mean girls but there's a line from that movie where it's like don't try to make something work you're trying to make something work don't try to make oh it my work gosh, you are butchering. stop trying to make fetch happen fetch is never gonna happen yes okay there you go <laughs> stop trying to make jamal williams happen jamal williams is never going to happen <laughs> okay that that is steve's take I, I i kind of agree to you i think you're getting too cute by half if you're trying to play jamal williams especially in dfs just play aaron jones instead pay up for him pay down somewhere else there's a lot of good options we'll talk about in a separate dfs podcast for season long unless you're in a 14 or 16 team league and have a lot of buys going i don't i don't think you could possibly have worse options than jamal williams it's just like he's good at his price in DFS and he's good as kind of a, Ooh, this guy might have a big game this week from, you know, the talking heads out there, but that doesn't mean you would trust him over your standard flex options in fantasy football. Or you could just do what everyone's going to do and play. I don't remember. I don't know. his first Deandre Swift. Is that correct? Yep. You could play Deandre Swift because, uh, if you just take his a small sample size, I'll grant it. But if you take last game and extrapolate it out over the rest of the season, he's going to have like 3000 yards and like 20 touchdowns. So, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, he's obvious. a, he's a free square. <laughs> All right. Who you got? I got to find out who you follow on Instagram that you hear these crazy things. Uh, give me the Packers. No, I always hear you've done it too. You've done it too. On pace four. On pace four. I don't care. I don't care. On pace four. No. I don't ever want to hear those words. Well, you must have hated our Justin Jefferson conversation. <laughs> Are you at the Packers? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, give me the Packers. All right, next up, oh, Browns and Bengals. You ruined it, Steve. We were contrary in every game so far. And then we... We agreed on the Packers. This is truly the Texans are year. awful. Didn't the Texans they lose are. to the Vikings? They did. That's why they fired their head coach. Yeah, the Texans are <laughs> awful. If you lose uh, to the Vikings, you must fire your head coach. It's a rule this season. The Browns at Bengals. The what? This the o- Ohio game? 
right? Yeah. Ohio game part two. Gross. All right. Repeat so, a week two. I mean, not gross. Go to the polls, people. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is what what is the connection between gross and go to the poll? Like, I'm, I have no idea what that. We don't want to. We don't want to discourage, because um, Ohio is apparently like a battleground state. Oh, f Ohio! I don't even care. F Ohio. Haven't I don't know anyone. Driven? Didn't you I don't know, know anyone have... from Ohio? I've never been to Ohio, but it just seems like everyone that talks about Ohio and is from there is so full of that state and their colleges, and I, I don't care. Uh, I agree with that. They also, I've heard they have a uh, an amusement park or roller coaster park or whatever it's called. They have a giant roller coaster park thing. I don't know. It's an Ohio thing. I think you have to... Okay, I'm not going to... I'm done. I'm not going to start talking about... Yeah, this, this, oh, is, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's uh, move on, Steve. Browns are three, Browns and are three favorites. Over under of 51 and a half points. So, do you think Kareem Hunt's going to actually do well this week? Or just another letdown? <laughs> I think this is finally our Kareem Hunt week. This is what we've been waiting for since Nick Chubb got injured. Is a matchup where Kareem Hunt could succeed and it's here the Bengals are horse manure against the run i i i don't know how i came up with horse manure i had a lot of option animals and that word uh, synonyms for excrement and that's the one i came up with the word manure gets a bad rap i mean right on the one hand you got ma like like a mom like that's that's a nice word and then the other hand you got newer ma newer what are you on tonight Wait, oh my did... gosh! We are not recording on Wednesdays anymore. This I okay. apologize for everyone for Steve. He is hold not on a second. Mind. Anyway, I'm, let's get back I, to Kareem. No, Hunt. no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I need to apologize for Brian. He obviously did not watch Seinfeld. That was a George Costanza uh, Seinfeld bit. So oh. I apologize. Brian was probably watching Two and a Half Men uh, or Big Bang Theory uh, during that time, and not Seinfeld reruns. The shows didn't overlap, and I didn't enjoy. I said any reruns, of those shows, but but that was a very good dig, and I I appreciate the skill in in picking two terrible shows that someone like me might watch. Um, but no, Kareem Hunt finally has a great matchup. The Bengals give up like 140 some yards a game uh, on the ground in week two when these teams played. And trust me, I don't want to just look back at you know what happened four weeks ago and say it's going to happen again. But when these two teams played, the Browns put up 215 yards on the ground. It's the game Nick Chubb went off for 120-plus yards and two touchdowns, and Kareem Hunt had 86 yards rushing and two total touchdowns as well. I don't think he's necessarily going to do that again, but he's definitely in for a big, big week. He's been getting all the volume we were expecting him to get when Nick Chubb went down, and instead of playing the Colts and the Steelers, the second and third best run defenses in the NFL, they're playing the Bengals, a bottom five run defense. That's all you should need to know. He is a smash play in every sense of the word this week, in every situation. So he's one of your DFS core big plays. Maybe. <laughs> Um, do you think Beckham did? Yeah, th- he absolutely is a core play this week. 100%, think, like, no doubt lock in cash. You think Beckham has, like, a 75-yard rushing touchdown this week? 
No, but I bet he does something. He's going to do something crazy. Something crazy is going to come out of Cleveland and it, or this game in general, I should say. Um, but I do like Odell this week. Uh, I don't like Baker in any week, and even in, in a good matchup, I'm not playing him, especially because I think this will be more of a ground-and-pound game for the Browns. But Odell could still have a big game, and especially if you are considering or choose to stack the Bengals' passing game in DFS because Joe Burrow and his receivers are extremely cheap for some reason across all the sites and are pretty good, at least for fantasy purposes. Beckham is a great bring-back player because if the Browns get behind and they go through the air, Beckham then could be in for a really big game. I don't buy it. Um, what about the Bengals? Oh, you you were just talking about the Bengals wide receivers. Even Green, even who's who is this Higgins person? So T Higgins, they're I think technically second round draft pick with the first pick overall in the second round. So basically a first round draft wide receiver. No, he's first year. pick in the second round. He's second. Okay, round. fine. Second round pick this year for the Bengals. Um, slowly taking over the number two role in this offense. He's looked really good. He was tackled at the one-yard line a, a week ago, stopped him from having a smash game on a 60-yard touchdown and said just you know, had a 59-yard catch. Still very good. Doesn't look nearly as sexy in the box score. So, I mean, they're all underpriced in DFS, and I think Boyd is a super good play just generally uh, in season long. Higgins is definitely flex-worthy, and Green Oh, – I'm – Sorry, I'm like going to throw up in my mouth trying to say this. I think AJ Green is flex worthy if you're desperate. I'm feeling pretty and confident about our head to head. <laughs> <laughs> None of these guys are in my head to head. Well, Boyd might make it. Uh, Green and, and Higgins uh, will not be, barring something weird happening between now and Sunday with injuries. All right, who you got? Oh, my heart says the Bengals, but every time I go with my heart, I've been wrong the last like three weeks. So give me the Browns. Give me the Bengals. All right. Next Dang up, it. Bill- the Bengals are going to win. <laughs> give me the Bills at the Jets. Uh, no, not give me, please not take give it me back. The Bills you can have Jets. it. You have it. No, just you take it. You ask for it. You can have it. Uh, Bills you cover are this a- game. I'll just sit back and sip my whiskey. Bills are a 13-point favorite. Um, I'm. Pr- when was the last... No, that was the 17.5 point favorite the Vikings were over the Bills many years back. Isn't that right? 17.5 points? It's like the biggest spread. I don't want to talk about it. Ever. I, th- I feel like maybe this is the game that the Jets the Jets are able to get it done because the Bills choke because of the big, the, big, uh, the big favorite score. I don't know. Over under 48 points. Can Josh Allen get his groove back? I want no, no part of this game. You handle this. All right. Um, this is trash game. The Bills are going to destroy the Jets. The Jets might not score. Josh Allen will be good, but not super I'm not, high enough just because they don't have to keep the foot on the gas when the opponent can't move the ball. I'm not going to give you, like, fake news narratives, um, but, you know, maybe the Jets win a game. You never know. Maybe they Sometime win. this year, not against the Buffalo Bills. Not, not until Adam Gase gets fired. I fully believe the Jets are tanking for Trevor 
by the fact that they haven't fired Adam Gase yet. That's the ultimate oh, tank job is, is have Adam Gase coach your team. Your team will lose. That's how you move up in the draft. Uh, I like Stefan Diggs a lot in this game. I like Josh Allen a little bit. Um, I know a lot. there's some fantasy analysts that are high on some guy named Zach Moss. Um, I'm not interested. I think they're clinging. They're trying to make Zach Moss happen when he's not going to happen. Uh, and Devin Singletary, this might be the last game he has before... Uh, last game he has to be relevant before they just start having a running back by committee and no one's relevant. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, I think you can play Josh Allen. I think you can play. This is this is DFS. Obviously, you're playing Josh Allen if you draft him, and Stefan Diggs if you draft him. But other than that, um, I might play Devin Singletary. He might be your uh, number three um, running back if you have him in season long. So I might play him at flex or running back two this week. Um, as far as the Jets go, you could probably play Crowder. Um, you're not playing Flacco. Yeah. Okay. You're spending a lot of time on this game. Let's just move. This is this is a terrible game. They could just not play this game and do the whole world a favor. The bills are not that good. So, I don't know. I could I could definitely go ahead. Okay, you so well, who you got? Who you got? I got the Bills. Give so me the you. Jets. No, give you me, don't. Give I'm me. I'm not the even jets. writing it down. Upset down of the, the week. I'm not. I wrote down the bills for you. I'm not. You're. I'm not even. I don't even want that free victory because it's just so ridiculous. Next up, Steelers and Titans. Steelers are a two and a half point favorite. Over under is fifty two and a half points. Um, is Deontay Johnson going to play through the first quarter? That is not a fair question. We don't know. <laughs> it looks like he's going to be active to start the game. That's mm-hmm. all we can say for sure. <laughs> So the question is, if he's since he's going to be active, are you interested in him? And does that impact your thoughts on uh, Chase Claypool going into the game? Um, Chase Claypool is Chase Deadpool to me. Um, <laughs> actually, he how did he do? Points last week. He, he put did eighteen point seven points last week. What are you how talking many, about? How many? What was his? What was his box score? How, I mean, what was his catches and what did he get? Uh, it was four catches. I I don't remember how many yards and a touchdown. And how many targets? A, I think it was a rushing touchdown. I don't remember. I think it was just four. I don't remember mm. off the top no, of my thank head. Though. You. I, he was just he was fine. He 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 exceeded his expectation of three xing his salary last week, so he was good. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, if Deontay Johnson uh, promises me he'll get like twenty five points in the first quarter. Uh, sure, yeah, I'll take him. But otherwise, no, no, thank you. And it doesn't really impact impact Claypool. What's his price at? Uh, Claypool. Wow, I should know this. Why don't I know this? I have a sheet. Hold on. Claypool is fifty seven hundred this week again. That's too Deontay high. Johnson is forty two hundred. Well, I mean, they got because <laughs> you're getting him. Um, Oh man! For a quarter, it's, it's so late. It's so late that I can't think of my my words. Uh, what is it when you pay, and then you ask for a refund? Oh, you're getting him prorated. There it is. You're getting him prorated. There you go. <laughs> um, so do you think the Titans are going to be able to score against the Steelers' defense? Who do you think suffers like- more, Tannehill or or um, 
Henry. Big dog, Sorry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry. I am, I am 100% off him. Uh, I think the best thing, as far as I view this game going right now, I think the best leverage I'm going to get this weekend in DFS is that even though this is a terrible matchup for Derrick Henry, a lot more people are going to play him than they should, given that he's like the third highest priced running back on the slate because he put up a monster game last week. He's I don't see him doing against that the Steelers. Like we've seen they held Miles Sanders to less than a yard per carry other than one lucky run. They held uh Kareem Didn't Hunt Miles to like Sanders three yards. Did like twenty something points? We don't I yeah. He had one seventy yard run and then he got a one yard touchdown. And Derrick Henry could even if Derrick Henry does that, that's not good enough at his salary. You're not profiting paying 7500 for a running back who gets you 20 points. Like, that's not good enough, and that's his ceiling this week. I want no part of him, and I consider anyone that plays him to be giving me an advantage this week. Oh. So, Steve, please play him. I I just might. I just might. I might hate play him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I hate played him last week. So, I think well, where the Steelers... So after watching Steelers, like I would say I've watched like three quarters of the Steelers. Um, actually, no, I would say I've watched like five quarters of the Steelers actually. And watching their defense play, they're fast, they're good tacklers, um, but they're not super. Phys- they seem more physical than they actually are. And I think with runners like um, Miles Sanders, who are more shifty, uh, they they bode well but for someone like derrick henry who runs right through you i think they're actually going to suffer i think he's going to run over the steelers um i'm not playing him dfs because of his price but um i i think it would be a good con as you might call it a contrarian play uh because i assume most people aren't playing him because of his price in the steelers defense i could be wrong but um that's my guess. Yeah, I, I actually want to talk about. It. So that's the thing. Like, so the 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 explanation I gave for why I'm happy about his price and his, this matchup, and that I'm not playing him this week. The other side of the coin that you're going to hear from other fantasy touts is that this is the best week ever to play Derrick Henry. He's coming off a, an amazing game, but has like the worst possible matchup, and so people will think, you know, people will not be on him even though he's really good, just because they see that the Steelers are the second best team in the NFL against running backs. And so you're going to get him really low owned and he can always have a big game. But to me, that's you're telling yourself too many stories there. Like so many things have to go right for Derrick Henry to be a good play. I get that there's some game theory reasons that you might want to play him. But that's that's true of like every bad matchup that then you should just be like, well, I'm just going to play every bad play in DFS because they're not going to be owned. And if so, if they do have their ceiling games, I'm going to make all the money. But like. A lot has to happen for that to be profitable. And I'd much rather just not play him and play Aaron Jones for less money, the same extremely high ceiling going against the worst run defense in the NFL. Fair enough. All right, who you got? I got the Steelers. I am I am all in on Pittsburgh this year. I think they're one of the they're probably the best team, I think, in the NFL right now. Uh give me the Titans. All right. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> the uh, next up, Seahawks at Cardinals. The Seahawks are a three and a half point favorite. Over under is fifty five points. 
So can Kenyon Drake get more than 10 points against Dallas? Okay, I'm going to try to keep this as succinct as I can. No. All right. Is Chris Carts... <laughs> I, I'm reading this. I don't actually know what it means. Is Chris Carson the ultimate leverage play this week in DFS? Okay, so what a leverage play is in DFS is it's obviously it's it's a play against the grain. So where you are instead of playing the best play, you're playing another really good play that if it succeeds will take away points from the best play. So in for in this game, obviously Russell Wilson, amazing. Tyler Lockett, amazing. DK Metcalf, amazing. They're gonna be super highly owned. Everyone's gonna be on them in DFS. If you play Chris Carson. You're obviously not playing those guys. But if Chris Carson has a two-touchdown game, that's taking away two touchdowns from Russell Wilson. That's taking two touchdowns away from their wide receivers. So the idea of a leverage play is if Chris Carson has a ceiling game, he's going to really push down the production of everyone else on his team, and you're going to have a huge advantage over every other lineup in a tournament that played the Seattle passing game. And so that's what a leverage play is. And I, I honestly do think Chris Carson is... Just a fantastic play this week. Uh, he's cheap at 6,400. I think he's averaging something close to 20 points a game so far this season. And this is a division game in a div- in a division where, as you always say, Steve, they, things are just weird and game scripts go wrong all the time. I wouldn't be shocked at all if for the first time this year, uh, Seattle kicks Russ out of the kitchen and lets Chris Carson cook. <laughs> I'm pretty um, proud of myself for that one. So, so Chris Car, so Miss, Mr. Un, wait, no, Mr. What's his bit? Mr. Unbelievable, incredible, Mr. I have who, no idea what you're talking about. So Russell Wilson, his whole that that whole video bit, he he kept calling himself Mr. Unlimited, oh. yeah, Mister Unlimited. I I have not seen this video. I might have Are to you go serious? Google this. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So if Russell Wilson is limited this week, then you're saying that Chris Carson is Mister Unlimited. <laughs> Anyways, who you got? My bit was much better and much cleaner. Uh, I got the Seahawks this week. I can't remember things that are in the back of my brain right now um <laughs> yeah give me the seahawks 49ers at patriots patriots are two and a half point favorite the over under is 40 half 45 and a half points the lowest of the week um jerick mckinnon pass on everyone else including george kittle or other than yes. george kittle including george kittle. wow that's interesting I don't think you're necessarily wrong because I what I assume your thought process is is that the Patriots historically and I'm sure they will this week too they just try to take away their opposition's favorite thing. George Kittle most weeks is San Francisco's favorite thing. My only question is, given how bad Jimmy G has been this season and how much the 49ers depend on the run game. What if the Patriots decide to take that away? Then Gronk, then not Gronk, jeez, uh, poor, you know, putting negative words onto <laughs> Mr. George Kittle over here, comparing him to a husband. Uh, what, then wow. George Kittle might have a big game. Um, but I agree. I, I think Kittle and McKinnon are good plays. I'm. I've seen 
a number of things out there really espousing uh, about what a big week McKinnon could have. I don't quite buy it. I I see this kind of in the in the vein of the way I've seen Kareem Hunt the past two weeks. Like, yes, McKinnon's going to get a lot of work. Yes, he's a good player. Yes, he can put up an adequate performance this game. But I just I hate the matchup. I think this game moves really slowly with both teams running the ball a ton, but not really doing anything with those runs. And so I kind of don't want any part of this game in DFS. Uh, McKinnon is just a flex for me. And in Kittle, I would temper my expectations, even though obviously you're starting him because he's one of only two you know, elite tight ends in fantasy right now. Uh, no, thank you. Who you got? Patriots. 49ers have to go across the country. I really don't like either of these teams, but give me the Patriots. Give me the Niners. I'm really going contrarian this week. I tell you what, we are not going to be close in the standings after this. Well, I guess we could each go. We could yeah. split every game <laughs> we have wrong, but we are, we are opposite on like 90% of these games so far. Yeah. All right, next up, Chiefs at Broncos. The Chiefs are a nine-point favorite. The over-under is 49.5 points. So Le'Veon Bell's going to play. Is that right? As of right now, I mean, Andy Reid has or, yeah, Andy Reid has said that uh, they're going to take things day-to-day, see how Bell fits in with the team, how well he learns the offense, and how comfortable they get. Um, I expect him definitely to be active and to have a role. I think it would be smaller than 50-50. I don't think there's any way Bell comes in and steals this job with less than a week of practice on, on the team. Uh, so I, I don't I know, think, maybe Bell gets 30% of the touches. And, yeah. And, I think we see Bell a, a lot on like third down or short, uh, short second downs or um, any time where you might see the running back catching passes. Cause while CEH does catch passes for how often that team is uh, throwing the ball or actually running plays on offense, he doesn't actually catch as many as you would think that he would. Um, so I, I could see Le'Veon Bell catching some passes. Yeah, and on top of that, the Chiefs have kind of been pulling CEH off the field in favor of Daryl Williams and like the two-minute drill at times and stuff. So it'll be interesting because I don't think Le'Veon Bell will fit into those situations because he won't know the playbook well enough to be trusted. But, but yeah, I think... Le'Veon Bell takes enough of the volume away that I'm no longer really interested in CEH as an RB1. He's kind of a low-end RB2 with some upside, to quote the great Matthew Barry. Um, <laughs> and, and that's about it at this point. So, you know, you're not getting paid off anymore on your your first-round draft pick if you have CEH. Because I do think Bell slowly overtakes this job, actually. I think he's too good at... Uh, working around the line that he's going to get the the inside the five carries and those short yardage downs and eventually the crucial like two minute drill work who you got in this oh wait no we have to talk about my homeboy i mean if we have to we have to i assumed we did so i i put a spot in there for you i like him uh i like tim patrick because he helps his team win and he's a target in this offense uh, and he can catch long passes, which I think he's done a couple of times now. Um, yeah, I, I like Tim Patrick. Not just this week, but every week. He's more of like a... Uh, how do I... He's like MV, what MVS should have been. And 
folks, Steve likes Tim Patrick because he's a person, he plays football, and he's a wide receiver. No, MVS should have been like... Huh? I got the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Play Tim Patrick if you have him, especially in season long. I I agree. I I like Tim Tim Patrick this week. He's also a good play in DFS. Uh, Jaguars at Chargers. The Chargers are eight and a half point. Are the Jaguars that bad? Or is Justin Herbert that good? They got blown up by the Lions. So Uh, over under forty nine points. Do we expect Justin Jackson to get the bulk of the running back work for LA again? Yes, over Josh Kelly. Yes, yeah, I, do. I I I think that's right, but I think that's kind of the million dollar question this week. Like, if you could guarantee Justin Jackson gets seventeen, you know, sixteen to eighteen carries and gets five or six targets again this week, he would be a fantastic play in all formats. The the chance, even if it's just like a twenty percent chance that this is more of a fifty fifty split or even possibly sixty forty in Kelly's favor. Makes it a little harder for me to trust Jackson, but I do side with you. I think most likely Jackson gets the bulk of the work. Uh, who you got? Chargers. Though this spread seems way Actually, out of line for me. Let me. Um, what about Justin Herbert? What about him? He's good. So, over under forty nine points. Chargers are eight and a half point favorite. We don't think Jackson's going to get, you know, two, three touchdowns. What do you think? Justin Herbert, DFS play. I like it. In fact, I particularly love it because I love Keenan Allen and I love Hunter Henry this week. And um, Herbert, you know, has shown he's more than capable of getting them the ball. Uh, I think he's a great kind of sneaky stack. And I think this, this this is one of the games where it's not one of the top projected over under games and it's not the top of the list of people's you know game stack notes but this game could shoot out i'm just not confident the jaguars can put up enough offense to keep up and and turn this game into a you know 70 point affair but this game definitely has the potential to see some fantasy juiciness Get a bucket at a mop. <laughs> All right, who you got? I got the Chargers. Yeah, same here. Uh, Bucks at Raiders. Sunday night game. Buccaneers are a three-point favorite. The over-under is 53 points. COVID. Yeah, so the Raiders uh, sent their entire offensive line home from practice today. And... Uh, that's concerning, obviously. Uh, Trent Brown, they all have their pre-existing conditions, obesity. Well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> factually correct. Uh, Trent Brown got put on the list, so presumably he's tested positive. And the idea is that all these linemen and a couple other defensive players were in close contact um, with Brown during you know Monday's practice and and at other team meetings. And so they've got a quarantine for a few days. We'll see what happens. Uh, unless there's more positive tests, I don't think this game's in jeopardy. I think it helps uh, the NFL that this game is already scheduled for Sunday night. They have some extra time to move it around. And um, it doesn't kill or drastically affect any schedule if this gets bumped to Monday, for example. So we'll have to keep it 
you know, in check, but I'm, as of today, you know, we're recording this podcast really early on Wednesday, uh, expect this game to be played this weekend. Um, what do you think? A back-to-back Rojo week? Sure. Why not? Weirder things have happened in 2020. I, I, I mean, buy honest, it. yeah, I do too. The, the Raiders are really bad against the run. Uh, Ronald Jones has really looked the best he ever has this season after, you know, seemingly being a bust in his first couple seasons in the league. I, I no longer have any concern that Leonard Fournette is going to take over this workload. Uh, and I'm not going to be concerned till we actually see it in a game. Uh, even if Ronald Jones is dropping some passes every game, he still looks the part when he gets the ball, and that's enough for me. I think he's, you know, definite RB two, uh, and could be even higher going forward. I agree. I actually agree with that. Um, what about Gronk? I mean, I told you he was going to break out, but I was a week, week or two off <laughs> of, of when it was going to be. Do you think we see more of this? At some point this season, sure. Can I predict with any certainty that it'll be this week against the Raiders? No. Like, yeah, I think I, I have a I have a feeling that as long as everyone's healthy on the offense, you're gonna see a lot of like, Gronk gets two touchdowns one week, Mike Evans gets two touchdowns another week, Gronk, Gronk gets uh, one touchdown in the next week, Mike Evans gets a touchdown the next week, and Cameron Brait steals uh, yes, a Cameron touchdown or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, who I, you got? I agree. Uh, Buccaneers. I how is this such a close? So close? Yeah. yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, give me the Bucks. Bears at the Rams. The Rams are a five and a half point favorite. How is how are they a five and a half point favorite against a what a five and one team? Nobody trusts uh, big foals. <laughs> um, over under forty six points. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Foles or Goff? Neither. Well, one has won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to against be honest, Tom Brady. It, I I look at these things as from the perspective of a fan. As a fan, I'd rather have Nick Foles because you're not you're definitely not tied to him for a long term, and no one's going to be upset if you draft a a quarterback high and you know the next year and, and replace him versus Jared Goff the Rams are pretty much tied to and you know still might fall into that trap of thinking he's going to improve or become elite once again but they're both not very good uh Foles like they say in the, the uh, broadcaster booths is streaky and so I like Foles for that reason uh, it makes him fun to watch. He can go from being terrible to being great in the matter of one quarter. And uh, I would much rather have Foles as my quarterback, although like I would also choose neither. But if I had to choose between these two, I would much rather have Foles. And Actually, if I had to choose between I... these two and Kirk Cousins, I would rather have Foles. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, I disagree with that. But you actually, you know what? You know what my real answer is? If I have to choose between Foles and Goff, give me Ryan Fitzpatrick, the newly <laughs> benched Miami Dolphins quarterback that probably is on the trading block for the right price. I'll take him. I'll I'll, I'll give up a, a fifth round pick for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and and let him lead me in fun and victory. 
Brian, has Daryl Henderson made his way onto your low end flex radar? <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess for now, like, until we actually see something different, like, if you're going to play a Rams running back, play Daryl Henderson. But boy, is that uninspiring. And there's just nothing else to say there. And actually, got? don't play him against the Bears. The Bears are a good defense. Who you got? I don't know. Rams, whatever. Give me the Bears. Um, your Brian, we have concluded our uh, preview games. What are your three games against the spread? So I'm going to take uh, the Jaguars. I still think they'll lose, uh, but they get eight and a half points this game. I think they keep it within a touchdown. So I've got the Jaguars plus eight and a half. I'm taking the Bills minus 13 against the Jets because I think the Jets get obliterated once again. And uh, taking a game that shouldn't surprise anyone, given what we just said, uh, the Buccaneers minus three. That spread seems way too close, given the discrepancy in talent between these two teams. And uh, Steve, my... what is your yeah. offset, upset lock of the week? There is a lot of options here. I mean, there's the Titans, which I think the Titans are absolutely going to win. There's the Jets, which is a guarantee. There's the Bengals, uh, who I think are there's the Lions, who I also think are gonna beat the the Falcons. There's the Panthers, who I think are gonna beat the Saints. Um, and then there's the Bears, who I think are gonna beat the Rams. This oh my is, gosh. This, this is hard to pick one, but if I, I think if I'm gonna pick one, I'm gonna pick the Bears. The Bears against the Rams, uh, my upset pick of the week. I just don't think that they'll get a running game going. Um, I think that they're gonna get too much pressure on Jared Goff and uh, he's not going to be able to get his get the ball to Cooper Cup. Oh wait, Cooper Cup never gets the ball. They're not going to be able to get the ball to some random tight end and Robert Woods. So give me the Bears. Upset pick of the week. You like that one? I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm fine. Um. All right. That concludes our week seven preview podcast. You can check back in a couple of days and we will have our DFS preview uh, podcast, specifically DFS focused, where we will go over our head to head and also the uh, big DFS picks of the week. Um, you can check us out at dailyfantasyweekly.com as well as tryhardff on Twitter, uh, where Brian posts all his DFS hot takes. And. I feel like I should say peace out or something. Stay safe and vote.